0: The Owls on Culture Podcast, Episode 4, The Year in Review, 2017.
1: Welcome to the Owls on Culture Podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Hello and welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and as always, I'm here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl. This is a special show for us because we're doing a review of 2017, some things we loved, and maybe a little bit of uh, things we're excited about for
0: 2018. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming out in 2018.
1: Exactly. So what's new in your world, buddy?
0: Um, well... The new year, of course. Excellent. Staying up till midnight, partying, went to eat super fancy place.
1: That was pretty fun. Uh, I was in bed at 12.15, you know, as every hard-rocking party guy is.
0: 12.15, I feel like... You didn't go to bed before me, and I was definitely in bed after 12.15. I feel like it was more like a 1 o'clock in the morning was.
1: It was right around that. It was right around that. Uh, So we've broken this down into categories to talk to you guys about. Yes, thank you, Kat. You're very helpful. Uh, So why don't we start with uh, uh, books from 2017 that we especially enjoyed or that we think was... uh, Kind of remarkable, or that. Uh, and this doesn't have to be books that were published in 2017. Just that we, what we read and enjoyed. Hank, do you want to start us off?
0: I'll start off with Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. I think his last name's pronounced Chernow. I
1: think that's right. This is the book that inspired the musical, correct?
0: Yes, it's the book that inspired me. Of course, I haven't finished it. I think if I finished it, that'd be the one book on this list because it's the one book I would have read. It's a pretty so.
1: ambitious read for uh, for an 11 year old, but not not one that's impossible, especially yes, with a good dictionary.
0: It's very interesting and just he's so great at writing biographies. Yeah, he's uh,
1: he's he's done really well for himself, and of course, he really uh, by inspiring Lin Manuel. Uh, you know, he increased his audience, you know, a hundredfold probably with the book sales.
0: Yeah, like I don't think you can find one of those books that don't have inspiration for the musical Hamilton
1: exactly. So, I'm going to bring up a book that's a real oldie, uh, but called Good Omens, and this is co written by Neil Gaiman, who's one of my favorites, and Terry Pratchett, who I had heard about by reputation but didn't really know. And it's a really hilarious book. It's an imagination, or imagines well, what the end times are like. Uh, the, the, the revelation. And it's from the point of view of an angel and a demon. And they are kind of like working buddies. They've kind of worked together and had this fun relationship. And it's, it's really hilarious. And they're actually making it into a television show. And David Tennant is, plays one of them.
0: Well, that's like I'm. Um Match made in heaven for you that's like did you call them like so this would be a good actor for this TV show
1: I really should have and Michael Sheen another actor I enjoy a lot uh, plays I forgot who's playing whom but uh, so I read that I'd heard about it and I think Terry Pratchett died in 2017 It might have been 2016 and I was really you know this is a book that's been on my list forever and then once he passed away I was like okay this is ridiculous read this book and uh, it's thoroughly enjoyable. It's hilarious. And uh, hopefully they'll do a great job with the TV show. Neil Gaiman is the showrunner on it. So I have a feeling it's going to be great. Uh, how about another book for you? Do you have another one?
0: Um, another book for me would be um, just all the Rick Riordan like, mythology books. All really great. I am I mainly focused on the Apollo book series. I actually didn't know he had the Apollo book series, so I'm like, wow! Well, I need to catch up on this. There's two books. I need. I need to. Do, I need to catch up on that.
1: And there's something different about the Apollo series than his previous ones, correct? About who who is the the narrative device? Who's the narrator?
0: The narrative device is the God Apollo.
1: And it's usually with his books, it's like a half, like a demigod, right? Yeah, it's usually a, it's usually a, a
0: demigod or a host or a, um demigods are hosts.
1: And you'd recognize, you would recommend his books across the board for anybody yes. around your age, right? Yeah,
0: anybody around my age or younger than my age.
1: Cool. Uh, my next book is The Constellations of Philosophy by Alain de Bonton, And I could be just butchering that name. Uh, he's a novelist and an essayist and uh, an entrepreneur. But he's written this book and the book is centered around you know, three or four questions that philosophy can help with. And he goes through each section and each section kind of has a philosopher or or two that he talks about and it was just a really you know I read it for research on this other project but it was a really great read he's a very smart uh, sensitive soul uh, very insightful and I just found it really helpful for my research but also just helpful for being a human being Uh, that's the consolations of philosophy so I would highly recommend that for anyone who's uh, interested in philosophy or interested in just kind of self-improvement uh Highly recommend. Do you have another book or is uh, is that it?
0: Um, I do have another book. I have the Iliad by... Homer. By Homer. It's sucking. I haven't read all of it. I've been very bad about that this year. Need to get better on that in 2018. But I've read most of it and it, it it's very good. It's very yeah. interesting. We have... Uh, Iliad and The Odyssey.
1: Right, kind of like a visual compilation, right? Is that Yeah,
0: something? a visual compilation.
1: Yeah, I actually want to read that as well. So uh, I may be borrowing that from you. Uh, my last book would be uh, Low Country Heart by Pat Conroy, who also passed away you know, the last couple of years. Uh, amazing writer. Uh, this kind of just talks about his, his life. It's a, a little bit of a companion piece with um, my reading life. Uh, which is a fabulous book where Pat kind of talks about his maturation as a writer and a reader and how the two inform each other. And A Low Country Heart is a lot of uh, kind of letters that he wrote, speeches that he gave, like maybe his attempt, I think he had a blog for a little while, or this is maybe a, like a, an analog blog is kind of what it is uh, that he had some people helping him with. But it's just a really nice, insightful read, kind of gets you closer to a very... Extremely interesting man who has a lot of Atlanta ties. And
0: uh, I thoroughly
1: enjoyed it. Uh, What about movies, Hank? What movies were memorable for you in 2017?
0: Um, I'm going to give my vote for best superhero movie of 2017 being Spider-Man Homecoming. It's very different from any other superhero movie, saying that it's more of a comedy if I would, like, say the genre, it's not an action, it's a, it's a comedy.
1: Would you say it's more comedic than uh, Thor Ragnarok, which was also oh, kind yes, of a comedic? Really?
0: It's more uh, comedic than Thor Ragnarok, it tries to be. Thor Ragnarok has its action scenes, but Spider-Man Homecoming, the reason you were enjoying it was because of the comedy.
1: Now, how did you find this actor playing Spider-Man versus some of the other ones? Did you? In-
0: oh, I... I Love this actor playing Spider-Man. It helps that he is, well, the age you're supposed to be. <laughs> and also, I've seen some of Tom Holland's, which he plays the Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, saw interviews, and he's just a funny dude. I know, no that's cool. And... This is a funny story, what he did. He actually went to an American high school because he's British. He went to an American high school to research and had a cover name and everything.
1: I did not know that. One, I didn't know he was British, too. I didn't know that. How fun would that be? Like, just to be, like, a tourist at a high school, like, gathering research and, like, like just a normal schmo. And then they find out, all those friends find out who he is. That's cool.
0: I was like, what are you, um... Spider-Man I'm spider-man what <laughs> That's awesome. right. you have any movies
1: yeah I've got three of them uh, the first is Blade Runner 2049 um, I'm a huge fan of Philip K. Dick whose uh, short story inspired the first Blade Runner and I don't I don't know if there was a short story that corresponds to this movie I don't think so but um, it was fantastic it was beautiful you know, it was very you know cinematic. I'm glad I saw it on the big screen, though I barely made that uh, in time. I think I, I saw it like on a Saturday, and I think it left the big screen on a Sunday, the following Sunday. Um, beautifully written, uh, gorgeous. Uh, the acting was amazing. The story was great. Harrison Ford was awesome. Uh, it was just fantastic movie all around. I loved it, and I wish it was appropriate for you because I think you would have enjoyed it as well.
0: Yeah, I watched the first Blade Runner. I I'd probably, if I was going to see Blade Twenty Forty Nine, I would. Probably have to refresh myself on Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure you were. I think you were ready for Blade Runner. There were some scenes in it that I had forgotten oh, about. Oh yeah,
0: you you'd it were like like mom was like, you need to get better at fast forwarding.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I had forgotten a couple. You, you of were scenes. a little late on some parts. I wasn't. I wasn't. That's my, my my bad parenting. Bad job.
0: Right, my next movie is Star Wars: The Last Jedi.
1: Boom! 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 It was
0: just, there's been a lot of hate it's receiving. Like, people even petitioning to retcon it or take it out of the canon.
1: Yeah, but you disagree, right?
0: Yeah, I disagree. It wasn't a bad movie to me. There were some parts that took me out of the story, like Leia becoming Superman and just flying through space. Pop Leia. Pop Leia. But... Overall, it was a great experience to watch, and I think next year, Solo, a Star Wars story, will definitely be on. It's just, I love watching like the modern Star Wars movies. It's just a wonderful experience, especially since it's a family tradition for us. Yeah,
1: I love that. I love that the, they're continuing with all the stories, and I'm going to consume all of them. Uh, my next film I is... I
0: buy your Porg merchandise.
1: Right, I might not buy any pork merchandise, but I'm definitely going to go see the movies, uh, you know, on the first day, if possible, always. Uh, my next movie is a pretty controversial film also. Uh, it was really panned by critics. Uh, my Facebook feed lit up with hatred towards it. But I kind of loved it. I really respect what it went for. And that's Darren Aronofsky's mother, with an exclamation point at the end. Uh, there's just so many layers to this movie. Uh, it's allegorical the same time it's biblical uh, it's a big darn attempt to do something incredibly ambitious and arty with film and even if it didn't quite succeed on all levels, uh, I really really loved the attempt. I like that he's a serious filmmaker, even though there's there's comedy as well but I like that he, he's seriously attempting to do something artistic with his films and most of them have made money's back I think the one he did uh, with Hugh Jackman, which I also really enjoyed, uh, did not do well, I think that was The Fountain, and I'm not sure how this one's done at the box office, but I'm hoping the producers and uh, the powers that be will continue to uh, fund his movies and distribute his movies, because I think they uh, they, help our, they, help our, uh, they help the art. So I would, uh, I'd recommend seeing it, I'm not saying you're gonna love it or like it, uh, anybody out there, but it's definitely worth viewing uh, for nothing else to see uh, you know, a director attempts something fantastic. And, and some of the actors, uh, Jennifer Lawrence was great. Michelle Pfeiffer was great. Javier Bardem was amazing.
0: Michelle Pfeiffer was in that one? I think, yeah, she, she was in that one.
1: So she's had a couple of roles this year that have kind of brought her back. And I love it because she's a super talented person.
0: Yeah. My next movie is kind of a hidden gem, at least for me, was the Lego Batman Movie, oh, I, I this came too. in like uh, I'm older than everyone here, don't judge me, don't judge me. Um, but this, they, when they brought in like Voldemort and British robots, the Daleks, of course, we love Doctor Who, yeah,
1: we're huge Doctor Who fans. When we saw the Daleks, we were both very excited,
0: yes, like you totally missed the Daleks too, like you were so hyped up on Voldemort, and I was like, Did you hear the Exterminate?
1: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was, just, I was, I it was my so
0: focus. clever and funny. It, yeah, like I'm not just mentioning this to say it was a hidden gem. It was one of my favorite movies of 2017.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was one of those movies where uh, the story was good, but also like the little, the little tiny little things of like I didn't, who they brought in was great.
0: I did not see the Lego Ninjago movie though. I didn't didn't see that
1: surprises me. You were into Ninjago for
0: like well, like a hot
1: second or two,
0: maybe well, a maybe. year. Yeah, like maybe the kindergarten year.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the age, but I remember that. And then they Lego came out with that, mm, like one about a lion or something, or.
0: Oh, that that was stupid.
1: What was the was the name of that? I don't know. It was not nearly as Mm -hmm. good as the Ninjago stuff.
0: Stupid though, you know. I think they're still doing Ninjago though. They're still like doing Ninjago on Cartoon Network. Uh, Maybe not Cartoon Network, but.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see that movie. I don't. I don't know why we didn't. But I'm kind of glad I didn't, I can't say I missed it.
0: Yeah, either, either I don't think it did that well. Uh,
1: my last uh, movie for 2017, and I didn't really see a whole lot of movies, so it was part of my resolution is to see more, and I think this podcast will help that. But my last yeah. one is Get Out, which is a, a horror movie, a horror genre. Uh, it's, it's just, again, so many layers to this one. Uh, most people, I'm sure, listening to this have seen it, but if you haven't, I won't, we're not going to talk about it very much just to say that I loved every second of it. And uh, it was also ambitious and just so well done. And it's one of those movies too, that when you watch it a two or three times, uh, you can then see all the hints that have been laid out in the movie. So it comes together just so nicely. So I would highly recommend Get Out.
0: How about television,
1: Hank? We watched some TV this year, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we watched a decent amount of TV. Yeah, um... One of my favorite TV shows of the year is Family Guy.
1: Okay, let me. Can I interrupt just a second? <laughs> because um, another bad dad alert.
0: Bad parenting alert. Bad so family parenting Family Guy is alert.
1: completely not appropriate for 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 Hank at age 11.
0: I wouldn't say it's. Completely inappropriate. Like like eighty
1: percent of it is appropriate, but it's the twenty percent that goes there.
0: You you have a fast forward button.
1: And most of the ones we watched were ones that I have seen embarrassingly (laughs) several several times, so that I could often mute it when it needed to happen, or fast forward it, or change the channel, then flip back. And you know every we don't have to do that every single episode, but I would just. Caution parents, if there's anybody listening to this who doesn't know who a family guy is, like, don't dive in with your eight-year-old. Not a good idea.
0: Sorry to break your cover, but we watched new episodes you haven't seen all the time.
1: All right, we might have done a little bit of that also. But so I think my hopes were when something was uh, too mature for Hank, that it was completely too mature and therefore went over his head, I'm hoping, or it sparked a nice conversation, and it was a uh, teachable moment for uh, father and son.
0: Yes, very very teachable. But yes, it's Family Guy's just so funny. There's people hating on Newber Family Guys. I still, it's not as funny as the earlier seasons, but it still has a lot of laughs.
1: The three directors episode.
0: Oh yeah. I that, thought
1: was amazing. Well,
0: you thought that was amazing, but. I didn't think it was that good, I don't, but that's probably because I only got the Michael Bay segment.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who have, haven't seen it, because I kind of stopped watching The New Family Guys also and kind of just have it in the background sometimes. But this was a one where they took uh, a storyline and uh, filmed it from the point of view of three different you know, mainstream Hollywood directors. And it was great. It, like, and the reason why I loved it is because I love all those three directors and have seen a decent amount of their movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Love all those three directors. Okay, like, no, I don't. You like you've watched all you, Mister watched all the Transformers movies.
1: No, okay. So Michael Bay was one of the directors, and he's just not my style generally. But his was the funniest because you know it's Michael Bay. It's so over the top.
0: Like like they said, he's one day they planted a piece of jerky, and like watered it with Bud Light. Outsprang a yacht, and on it was Michael Bay. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was uh, it was kind of brilliant. So if uh, if you are going if you're not into Family Guy, uh, maybe give that episode a try. If you're a, a cinephile, and uh, if you like Family Guy but just haven't kept up with it recently, that would be one to on demand. Uh, I think it was just called Three Directors, uh, a TV show. Kind of I loved this year. I'm going to do a combo show. It's uh, Mind of a Chef and No Reservations. So, No Reservations is a CNN show with Anthony Bourdain. He goes traveling and investigates the food and culture of uh, a country that I haven't been to, which is about every single country. And uh, Mind of a Chef goes into, uh, you know, maybe five or six episodes talking with a specific chef in their restaurant and kind of their philosophy of cooking and culture. And both of them are served as... I guess, escape, escapism for me. You know, I would love to travel more than I have, and this is almost like a little mini way of doing that. Uh, I'm just usually fascinated by the things they discuss. Uh, so The Mind of a Chef is nice because the episodes are really, really short. So like 20 minutes maybe, 22 minutes. And uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain's the No Reservation Show is longer, but uh, just really, really fun shows. Do you have another TV show you enjoyed?
0: T V shows I'm not kept up to date, I'm more just Netflix binge watching old seasons of the CW sixty nine or just CW DC TV shows, for example, The Flash, DC's Legends Tomorrow. I did like half a season of Supergirl and a couple episodes of Arrow, and we might, when it comes out, get on the Black Lightning train.
1: Yeah, I think we should. Uh, These are shows for the adults out there that are, you know, I've dismissed for years, or just didn't even really pay attention to, even though I kind of like, you know, comic book movies and TV shows. But the Flash, at least. Which you and I watched together for a while, and kind of got way ahead of me.
0: Then, then you keep... stopped watching, and I started binge watching.
1: Yeah, we, we, we you, you went. It's p-
0: totally your fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's definitely not Netflix cheating. I'm not a Netflix cheater. <laughs>
1: eh? Totally Netflix cheater. But that Just was okay. so
0: you know, the only reason we watched a couple episodes of Arrow is we is um don't want to point any fingers, but there's no one else in the room. <laughs>
1: So I, uh, yeah, I fell way behind on Flash, but it's a really good show. So if uh, the parents out there are, are nervous about that, or like it's, uh, I, I, I thought they're really good.
0: There. Yeah, they're, they're very good, funny shows with good storylines, and I mainly suggest this to people who know the superhero but also for some people who want to get into this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and I can speak to, I can speak to Flash being good, and a few shows of Arrows that I watched were excellent. Um, I can't speak to Supergirl or some of the other ones yet. But, uh, you know, this kind of thing that if Hank is watching it, I'll definitely kind of tune in as well. Um, my next show is Game of Thrones. Completely inappropriate, and in a good parenting move, Hank has not seen any Game of Thrones episodes, lest you...
0: Well, I've seen some... <laughs> cosplays okay yes
1: at Dragon Con you've seen some cosplay but like don't call defects I've not let Hank watch Game of Thrones uh, but it's fantastic I love the first couple episodes this year and the whole thing and I'm really excited and very, trying to be very patient and uh, you have to be patient with the books because they don't come out very often and you have to be patient with the TV show as well
0: because they're really short and there's none in 2018 we're just skipping that year
1: sadness you haven't done a show Hank you enjoyed
0: Um, One where I wouldn't say just starting, but where we're really just starting it is Gotham. It's so great. It's one of the best things in the Batman mythos, much better than DCEU movies.
1: I would agree with that. I had kind of low expectations going in, but so far so good. And the same night that we started watching it, a friend of mine on Facebook posted something saying how the beginning of the series was kind of uneven or a little bit slow but now that they're what three or four seasons into but it season five that he's thought that it was the best uh, example of the Batman universe you know bar none and that uh, I, I trust this dude's opinion so I'm excited that it's already starting off pretty decent to me and it sounds like it's just going to get better the acting is good the writing is good
0: and like the references are great like like you just watched the episode Viper like talking about the next one that's spoiler. called Venom. Which is uh, what Bane uses to get strong.
1: And Bane, as uh, most of you know, is a Batman. The guy
0: who broke Batman's back.
1: Villain in the uh, Christopher Nolan movies. Um, so yeah, you just that first comics. episode alone, and I don't think this is this is spoiler, I don't think. I mean, obviously a little bit is, but it doesn't ruin anything. Like you had like the the evidence of the person who's going to be Poison Ivy. You have Edward Nigma, who ends up being the Riddler, right? Yep. Was there any other like villains that are kind of like you can see,
0: Well, you can see Catwoman was a big part. Oh, yeah. Catwoman,
1: uh, Selena Kyle, right? Yeah. So, anyway, so I thought it started off pretty, pretty, pretty great.
0: Oh, yeah. Carmine Falcone, too. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, Maroni. Yeah, Don Maroney.
1: Maroney played by uh, David Zayas, who is a great New York City oh. theater actor.
0: And the penguin.
1: And yeah, 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 the penguin, Cobblepot. That actor does a great job too.
0: Yeah, that actor's like a really great penguin. He's like the. I've only seen one other penguin in the cinema or TV, and that's Batman Forever. No, not Batman Forever. Um, I don't
1: remember which that, one that was. That our, Batman movie, the was that second Danny DeVito, one, right? That was the big one? Yeah, yeah. It was it's much was
0: better than. Um, it wasn't that movie wasn't bad.
1: That movie was pretty bad.
0: Uh, uh, you've been like changing things you thought were kind of bad to super bad lately. Like you were like eh, it was pretty good the when the first time we watched it, and now you're like nah, that movie was bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I you, Like
0: you've been that. going st- steadily down. Was order. that the
1: second bad one? Where yeah, or
0: that was the second one. It was still uh okay, it, wasn't it was it was still right? um.
1: Tim Burton, yeah, Michael it was still Eden. Tim Burton okay Tim Burton, the director, he directed the second one too.
0: yeah, that was Tim Burton, okay, Tim Burton directed that movie
1: all right, so maybe i'll uh, maybe i'll stick by my previous thing it wasn 't horrible. The rest of them are horrible though
0: as you're we saying, Gotham is a pretty great TV show,
1: yeah, it is indeed uh, so that was kind of our like a mini little review of things that we loved in two thousand and seventeen Hank, what do you uh? looking forward to in 2018?
0: Well, of course I'm looking forward to Avengers Infinity War on the 10th anniversary of Iron Man.
1: Oh, is it really? So it's 10 years since Iron Man kicked off this Marvel Cinematic Universe, correct? Yeah,
0: Yeah. and it's 10 years since. This is the biggest adventure and they're probably not going to stay back that, but Marvel says that this, they won't have a, another movie as big as this one ever. But now that they've acquired the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and Galactus, I don't think
1: that's going to be true. Yeah, there's a lot that could be going on with that. Yeah, I'm excited about that movie too. You know, I forgot to mention one more TV show in 2017 that I'm really late to the party on, but I want to bring up because I'm loving it and I've only seen four episodes, I think. But that's Rick and Morty. And I know I am extremely late to the party, but that show is awesome. It's hilarious. It feels subversive. I dig it. It's not appropriate for kids, unfortunately.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's I've seen the first episode, and there was still there was some.
1: And you watched the? I did not watch that with you. You did that. uh, You did that on your own.
0: Not on my own, but I did that on my own. Did you ask permission about that one?
1: Because you're really good about asking permission for things that are on that borderline.
0: No, I did not ask permission for that. But my friends' parents were fine with it. So <laughs> well, where were you when you, you were? You were fine. Peter's house.
1: Oh, can we just? Sorry, Peter. <laughs> we're just, just busted. Uh, and we won't mention Peter's parents either.
0: <laughs> no, they they uh, they were fine with it too.
1: Okay. Well, I, <laughs> my guess is if they watched more than one episode, they won't be fine with that. Uh, you're not. Yeah, that's not appropriate. Well,
0: he's only seen one episode, so okay. that's fine. All right. <laughs> I should probably stop ranting about my friend.
1: Yeah, probably so. So, so anyway, did, uh, did you have another one from 2017? Did I skip over one of yours as well?
0: Oh, no. All right, you didn't cool. skip over one of mine. So what are you, what are one thing that you're anticipated for?
1: Well, I'm, ex- I'm like you, I'm excited about the Infinity War. Uh, also, I'm excited about Deadpool too. Speaking about things that are completely inappropriate for kids. Uh, Deadpool was hilarious. And I expect this one to be as well. I'm excited about that. How about you? Hank?
0: And you'll and for some surprises, since he has no idea who Cable or Domino are.
1: Nope, and I, those are. And
0: you had no idea who teenage neurotic <laughs> warhead person was. Oh, we yeah. looked at the name of that person; it was crazy.
1: That was hilarious. that was so well done. Golly.
0: Another thing I'm really hyped up for is Ready Player One. Right.
1: This is the movie adaptation of the novel that kind of... uh,
0: Reinvented a genre. It sounds like, yeah,
1: and like a really cult classic.
0: And I don't know if he's directing this or supervising it, but Steven Spielberg's on the team.
1: so if he's on the team, you know it's going to be well-crafted. And
0: I needed Nerdist to help me figure out all the Easter eggs. There's like 30 of them in the trailer, and it's two minutes long.
1: Yeah, so totally you can uh, Google or YouTube uh, the the for that and they the Nerdist. And they do, will go through all the little cookies and references. Cookies? That's not the right word. Co-
0: little cookies? Easter eggs.
1: Easter eggs. There we go. That's
0: what I meant. You just call them cookies? I did call them cookies. Chocolate chips.
1: Mmm. Chocolate chips. Uh, so another movie I'm excited about is the, the next Harry Potter prequel. The Fantastic Beasts 2. Uh, that's going to be I really liked the first one. I didn't expect to. We didn't go see it in the theater.
0: Well, that's because I hadn't finished the Harry Potter books. That's yet. right. We
1: thought we better like let him finish those books before we went to see it. And then it just kind of ended. Uh, but I didn't miss it. I wasn't like, oh, man, I should have seen that. But I really liked it a lot more than I thought it I would. Was
0: great. And the acting there was amazing. Like that scene with the super rhino. Yeah, definitely. Where he's like rolling around on the ground. Yeah. i like a crazy person.
1: Yeah, definitely good.
0: And another thing I'm hyped up for is Solo, a Star Wars story. I love, uh, like I said before, I love seeing Star Wars movies. Such a great experience. And even if it's bad, I will still like watching it and will still review it. And I'll still probably have it on my list for next year. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Han Solo is kind of everybody's favorite Star Wars character,
0: and you know who's playing Lando Calrissian? Donald
1: Glover, yeah, Stone Mountain, Georgia, you know, and Atlanta. Yeah, does a great television show Atlanta. Was Atlanta 2017? Because if Atlanta was 2017, I should put that on my favorites as well because that was godly.
0: That But you watched Atlanta? I thought you were like going like, oh man, we should watch Atlanta.
1: No, I mean, I was like that for a month or two, and then finally you know, dove in. And I think it was more great. 2016, though. Yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. I'm just try to start paying more attention to these things.
0: Another, is there another thing you're excited for?
1: Uh, I'm excited for uh, the Black Panther movie. I think that's going to look pretty amazing also.
0: Yeah, it does look really good. And Michael B. Jordan playing one of the villains.
1: Yeah, he's a fantastic actor.
0: And he does ha- a fantastic actor. That's a funny joke because he was in Fantastic. He was in the reboot to Fantastic Four.
1: <laughs> I totally got that joke. No, I didn't get that joke. Um, fan Four stuck. And I'm sure there's other movies that we're not even thinking of that are that are coming out that we'd be excited about. Those are those are a handful.
0: Like Incredibles too. We didn't even talk about I Incredibles, mean, Incredibles 2. too. I loved
1: Incredibles. I hope it's good. I hope they. Yeah, you know.
0: it's it's said it's gonna be like Mr. Mom, but
1: superhero And when you hear Mr. Mom, do you know about that movie? Do you get that movie?
0: Uh, I've seen clips of it. I only really know it from some people talking about it and that one scene in Stranger Things Season 2.
1: Okay. I'm way behind on... Well, we didn't even talk about Stranger Things. I'm way behind on Stranger Things. I think I've just done one of those. Uh, but Mr. Mom was this pretty great film. Uh, Michael Keaton, who played Batman, and who played the evil dude in Superman Homecoming. Uh, he keeps popping in up.
0: Superman Homecoming, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spider-Man Homecoming. It's uh, so a fantastic. Fan. So Mr. Mom was a great movie, but I, I don't know. I, 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 hope, I hope it's, it's just not. I hope it's not dated, because there are a ton of dads out there, speaking as one of them, who was uh, you know in the role of primary caregiver to their child. You know, it's not like a, you know, back in the Mr. Mom day it was uh, fairly rare, I think. At least it was rare in the media. I don't know if it was actually rare in real life. But, you know, now it's a lot more common as we're finally getting around to doing crazy things like paying women, you know, the same wage you pay men. Like, many. So that now that we're having more of that, there's more of an actual, you know, discussion of who should stay home, if anybody, stay home. We don't really need to talk about this. No, <laughs> we don't. Mom's a really funny movie, but I hope... I hope it's not. I hope the jokes in this scene it's not dated. It's, you know, it's Pixar. It's not going to be. They're going to do a good job with it.
0: Yeah, and it's still going to be funny. Since their baby seems to be like. Bring back to my point that the Incredibles were like the same thing as the Fantastic Four, because the Fantastic Four has a child that's like all powerful, and so do the Incredibles.
1: Okay. Well, there's nothing. Uh, you know, nothing wrong with. You know, I'm not saying
0: or, none. I'm not saying none's to copy. But, Come on. They have like the same powers. Let's
1: see. Let's wait for the movie to come out. Then we can talk about that.
0: They have the same powers.
1: <laughs> what about television, Hank Owl? Are we... Uh, tell me about some TV for 2018.
0: I mean, when the Flash... Se- when the CWDC seasons that are going on now, I'll I'll, get, I'll watch those when they come out on Netflix. Okay, And that's... Uh, Big thing, and also Black Lightning. Me might watch, and oh my gosh, I never never mind those shows. New X Files. Oh yeah, the first episode was amazing. Yeah, we got to make that a big thing. I, I I'm loving the new X Files. The I'm, new X Files are great.
1: I'm so glad of that. I was late on the first X Files. Like it, it, I think it took it winning the best uh, show Emmy. Uh, for me to pay attention to. Even though I like, you know, science fiction. I, don't know, I just didn't give it any respect whatsoever. And then ended up being a huge fan. And so then you know, kind of like, it was a little bit uneven. And then we brought it back on Netflix. That was a little bit uneven. But that first episode I thought was pretty good. And it said eight, eight o'clock. So like we can watch it, you know, real time. Not try to, you know, try to squeeze it in on the weekend or kind of thing like
0: that. Yeah. And you know, we will do, we will we, we will we will be doing...
1: What would watching
0: we do X-Files with, with no lights on.
1: <laughs> oh, the Burning <laughs> Man isn't this
0: one. Oh, yes, well, The Smoky Man isn't the no. Smoky Man. Oh, he, he was not that one. He was not that he one. He was. He's probably going to be Man Antagonist this season.
1: Wasn't that one. Uh, yeah, yes. so I'm pretty excited about the X-Files too. But you know what I'm even more excited about? What? And I, oh, golly, I didn't even double check to be sure this was 2018, but surely it will be. The new Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker oh, we as see? the Doctor.
0: Yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, that's gotta doctor. be 2018. I'm yeah, so the first female doctor. Woo!
1: So we will probably, because we are pretty big Whovians, we may be doing kind of weekly little segments on that the on
0: the podcast. Weekly Whovian. The Weekly
1: Whovian. That's what we'll call it. That could be that segment. Um, that could get pretty annoying for people who don't like Doctor Who, but <laughs> that's
0: okay. Uh, Dr. So Joey Whitaker, so. she was in... She's such a great yeah.
1: actress. She was in... Um,
0: Broadchurch.
1: Broadchurch, which is with, another... With David Tennant. With David Tennant. Another not appropriate show, but darn good. Um, and so she's going to be fantastic. She's going to be so good. Get it? Fantastic. Knife Doctor. All
0: right. We got two fantastic jokes that we didn't get.
1: <laughs> and I guarantee you nobody got them who's listening either.
0: Or they are... Speaking of fantastic things... You should call the Incredibles. I'm sticking by my opinion. They're like the same thing.
1: We can, we'll, 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 we'll judge that after we, after we see it. Uh, how about you? Any more television shows you're excited about 2018,
0: Hank? Not really. I might check out Krypton, although probably not.
1: I'll eh, we'll at least give it a shot, right? There's a couple that I that I want to bring up that are again just not appropriate, but uh, for the adults out there. They're doing a, a television version of the movie Heather's, which was this really cool independent film. Pretty. Uh,
0: and play. Yeah, there was a Heather's musical too. You're right. Well, Heather, what wasn't Heather's the movie based off of Heather's the play?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it was just an independent film first, and then they did like a, you know, a fun kind of campy kind of, kind of musical version. I haven't seen it, but I would like to. So, I, oh, that,
0: speaking. Speaking of like stuff that's gonna get turned into a TV show, it's probably gonna be inappropriate for me. But there's Watchmen TV show. I don't. I have no idea if that's 2018. It's probably not 2018. But there's I mean, something to look I mean, out I mean, for. To, yeah, Watchmen.
1: Okay. And there's also uh, Bo Willimon, who was uh, the showrunner and creator of uh, House of Cards. He has a new show coming up, and with Sean Penn. So that's two really talented people. I think people Wait, are probably what's missing. the show called? I don't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, that's helpful. It's called, <laughs> called The First, I think. It might be The First. Checking my scratchy handwriting. It's hard to read. Uh, so I think that's it. So I'm excited about that. And then Castle Rock, which is a collaboration with J.J. Abrams and Stephen King. So when I was in like, middle school and high school, you know, we read every single Stephen King book and loved them. Um, and I haven't been reading a lot of them lately, but I want to. And I think you know he's definitely had a resurgence. And he's gotten some... like. You know, at the time, he was not seen as this you know, incredible literary force. He know, incredible output, but like, people didn't really respect his work. And I think now like, he's gotten tons of respect that he totally deserves. And his book, On Writing, is a great book for uh, anybody who wants to be a writer or, th- or thinks they might be a writer. I would totally recommend that as well.
0: Yeah, well, what's with him in structures? I mean, Dark Tower, Castle Rock.
1: Well, I think Castle Rock is the name of uh, a fictional town that he made up in Maine where a lot of his stories take place. Oh. And I could be wrong with that, but I, don't, I think that's correct. So you How many more books? things you're
0: anticipating?
1: No, I think that's about it for television. There, I'm sure the other things will creep up. But um, as you guys know from the extensive episodes that we've had, I think this will be our third episode, I believe. We, uh, one of the things we feature is the what we're reading uh, section in each episode. So let's talk books for a little bit. And books are a little bit kind of harder to predict uh, for two thousand and eighteen
0: I know the third book in the Apollo series is coming out by Rick Ryder, and i 'm starting to think he has a team of writers since he's throwing out books that's left a, and
1: right you make sure people know you're joking with that that's oh, yeah, i'm joking
0: with that he's yeah he, he doesn't have a team of writers he's a, just a really really amazing writer
1: yeah there are there are some brand name authors that do that and that have the group, but you know as far as I know he's not one of them. Um, You know, I don't know about any specific book that is coming out in two thousand eighteen that I am excited to read.
0: Well, you know, the new Pulitzer is coming out. Um, Peggy Owl has read all the Pulitzers, so
1: yeah, props to the props to the wife and mom who has uh, who's read all the Pulitzers. So she'll have a new writing assignment, reading assignment coming soon. But I do want to like I've been on Goodreads and I am doing the Goodreads challenge. If you guys don't know, Goodreads is a website and app. Uh, all about reading and uh, a little community there but so I'm gonna try to read 26 books uh, I want to read one book one classic book that I've already read and I think that's gonna be Fahrenheit 451 you know I love Ray Bradbury and I think I'll read one classic book that I haven't read and then just the rest see where it, see where it falls I wouldn't mind reading that uh Benjamin Franklin biography um I don't know we'll see we'll see where it goes Cool. Anything else to talk about for 2017 and
0: 2018, Hank? I don't think so. All right.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this oh, yeah.
0: Anticipated things, Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to do a Wrinkle in Time show. We're both going to reread the book, and then we'll see the movie, and then we'll talk about that. Uh, well, other I'm
0: not that excited for Wrinkle in Time, just like I'm not that excited for Black Panther. Those are two great movies that I probably should be excited for.
1: Well, you know, they say you go in with low expectations and then you can be uh, super easily surprised and impressed when things are, things are better than you think. Or you just might not like it, because that's the great fun thing about stories and art. You know, it's not all for everyone, you know. Well, there's enough great things out there that everybody can find something they love. Am I right?
0: Yes, what a great note to end off on.
1: Indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. This has been the Owls on Culture podcast. We New will see you New Year's soon.
0: special.
1: That's right, New Year's special. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Maureen Serzier and Antoine Huron. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit PineconeTurkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email, a a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening. of a uh...